Hello, hello, and welcome to the Strong as a Mama podcast. I'm your host, Mary Hansen. This is a place for moms to feel seen and heard during the intense personal transformation that takes place when becoming a mother. And today's guest is someone I love dearly. It's my sweet sister-in-law, Courtney. She's my husband's sister. And not only is she my sister-in-law, but she is my good friend. And I love her so much. I look up to her in so many ways. And she's a fantastic mom. So I look up to her in in that way for sure. So hi, Courtney. Thanks for being here. Hello. <laughs> Tell us just a little bit about you. So I am a mom of two kids. I have a son who is 11 and a daughter who is nine. Awesome. Great. Yeah. And they are like the best kids ever. Seriously. They like, like they could just come and live with me and I'd be totally fine with it. Like it would probably make my life easier to be honest. They would probably love to come and live with you. They love you. (laughs) Oh, they're so sweet. Okay. So let's rewind like 11 years and Tell us, you know, what what did life look like for you before becoming a mom and how did that transition look for you? Tell us that story. So I think what the hardest thing was for me is I went from working like up until like almost the day I delivered and then went from being stay-at-home mom right after So it was like, you go to work and you have social interaction, you're part of the world, and then all of a sudden it just ends. And you're home and you don't have social interaction, you don't see anybody, and that was tricky for me. Yeah. Oh, it's so wild. And, like, you don't think it would be that big of a deal, but it is. And I feel like I remember when I did work full-time before becoming a mom, I would, like, fantasize about being a stay-at-home mom and be like, that must be so Mm -hmm. peaceful and nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're working, you want to to stay home. And you, yeah, you see the good in, oh, I don't have to wake up and get ready. I don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. That would be so nice. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, you know, you don't see the, I guess, the negatives part to it when you're not in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And it goes both ways. Like, you you know, they just both have their challenges and their benefits, you know. But so I guess the trick is to figure out how to make the most of what you're doing and the season you're in. But, um, okay, so... So how um, how were you feeling then? Like, how did that look for you? You said it was tricky, but how so? Um, I would say, because for me, I don't, I was really, like, young too. I was 21, almost turning 22. And um, so, yeah, we'll just say that I was 22 because I was really close to being 22 but I feel like how do I word it to where I can express what I think I was feeling at that time of 
it's almost like you, I felt like I had to prove that I could be a good mom or that I was ready to be a mom at that age. And Mm. so I was one that I was never diagnosed with postpartum depression because I never, I guess I hid the struggle. So I'm like, do I even feel qualified to talk about postpartum depression? No, because that wasn't, I wasn't diagnosed. I'm like, I don't know if that even was a thing for me or if it was just, oh, it's hard, but that's normal. I don't really, I don't really know, but I feel like, um, I feel like I really struggled, but I hid it because I had to prove to everybody that I chose the right thing of becoming a mom when I became a mom. And so I didn't show the heart or the emotion or admit that I was having a hard time. And I don't think I admitted it to myself until after I had my second and then went, oh, this is a lot different. Like, this is a lot better. And maybe this is how I was supposed to feel after the first one. So that's what I'm like, I don't really know. But I just remember it being hard. And I would... I would... Um, like I remember it mostly like at night, I would just sit there and cry because I'm like, I hate, and the other, I hated nursing. Like other women love nursing and I struggled and I hated nursing and I had to like, nobody talks about the pain that you go through when you first start nursing And I just remember being bitter, feeling like I had to nurse. And I would have to, like, do something to keep my mind off of it. Like, watch a show or get on Pinterest just so I didn't think about that I was nursing because I I hated it. And it just, it made me angry. (laughs) I'm like, that sounds so bad. But it, I would get angry. And at night, I remember just thinking, like, I thought he was going to be a baby forever, and it was never going to get better. Like, this is just my life now. And I sometimes wondered, like, why did I think this was a good idea? Or why did I think I could do this? Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Everything that you're saying is honestly perfect because these are the things that I think we need to be talking about because I think a lot more moms feel or felt similar to you than people talk about Um, because I think that's so real what you said of feeling like you couldn't show people you were struggling Because then what if they said like, oh, well, yeah, you probably had your kid too young yeah, or something like that. I'm a mom. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you just kind of have your guard up. 
totally or you don't want to seem ungrateful yeah or um or like you're not a good mom just all sorts of things and and it's so true about breastfeeding i so naively before i had kids i just thought oh you have a boob you have a baby the baby yep. will just drink the milk and that's that like i did not realize how hard it was because <laughs> you always yeah. ladies like they love the bond of nursing and they love nursing and they never want it to end and that was not the case for me and with hunter my first he didn't latch on correctly for a long time at first and it was just hard and i wanted to give up and quit and my mom and husband wouldn't let me quit and so i was angry because i'm like no like let me make that choice like it hurts do you understand how bad it hurts and yeah like in some ways now looking back on it i'm like am i grateful that they didn't let me quit in some ways but in other ways i'm still a little bit angry about it because i'm like i every time my babies would latch on it would make me angry and i never got to the point of i didn't get to the point of oh this is a bond or i love this it was always I had to get my mind off of it and because I just it that it would just irritate me <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't like this it just yeah it makes yeah me angry I don't know how to explain it well ha I, it's totally valid I was listening to a podcast a while ago um you know a motherhood podcast and the mom, she was talking about how she would get um, just this wave of almost like depression whenever she was nursing. Because um, like a lot of women, you know, it releases oxytocin and like all these happy hormones and like bonding and, you know, but for whatever reason, like her body's like chemical reaction or whatever, every time she would nurse, she would just get this wave of like oh my gosh, like, I'm not okay, and just sadness, and sometimes, like, panic a little bit, and and she said that for her, she just kind of fought through it and just reminded herself, okay, this just happens when I'm nursing, like, it's <laughs> gonna be fine, or whatever, but, I mean, we're all different, we all have, our bodies are so complex, it makes sense to me that, that for some women, it is really hard, and 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 it's just tricky like sometimes you just don't you and your baby don't figure it out very easily because it's yeah. hard yeah so yeah how long did you nurse each of them you remember um i would say around around a year wow you hung in there i i did i gave i did my best but then i oh yeah I did my best, but I am glad that I don't have to be nursing <laughs> anymore because it was just, oh, but I, 
other thing, because when you would ask me, you know, to be on your podcast and talk about this, I think for me, and I'm like, maybe some other ladies can relate, but it felt like the world had ended. And I was trying to like look back because I'm like, this is 11 years ago. I'm like trying to think back of how I felt and what that part of my life was and remember it correctly. But I didn't have like front windows in the house we lived in at the time. And so I could not like there was no world to see. There was no, I didn't see somebody walking down the street or I didn't see somebody driving their car. It was just me and this little baby that I loved, but they're like the world had ended. And I think it, at the time I didn't realize it like, oh, I, I don't have front windows to look out of. So I don't see life and the world going on. But I remember like going to Hunter's first doctor's appointment. And I was shocked that people were still like driving on the road. And it was like, <laughs> or like driving past Walmart and the parking lot was full. And I was like, <laughs> do they know that, like, do they realize that the world ended? Or like, they don't even know that I just had a baby. Like, they're still going to Walmart shopping, living their lives, and I couldn't, like, fathom that life is still... Or I would see moms, like, walking through the parking lot with their kids, and I never thought I'd get to that point. Yeah, you're like, that looks impossible. Yes. Like, it was intimidating, and I just never thought that I would leave the couch or my bed, because... For, I remember, um, I stayed in bed a lot with Hunter, just because he slept in, like, the little, you know, crib by my bed, and then when he would wake up, I just, like, I wouldn't really, I'd nurse him in bed, and we'd yeah. just hang out in bed, and I would watch TV to try to get through nursing, and I don't think that was very healthy either to not... go somewhere or not even go downstairs it was just this is my life now and I have this baby that I have to keep alive I don't know I thought the world yeah thought the world ended and I was shocked to see that nobody else's life ended when I felt like mine did yeah Oh my gosh, I relate to what you're saying so much. And I know that people listening, there will be people who relate to. And um, it's hard, like what you were saying about how you were in bed a lot. Here's where it's so tricky is like you feel down and depressed and like your world is over and it's like, well, you know, maybe if you got out of the house or maybe if you went and accomplished something or maybe if you went and got ready or went and exercised, like maybe you'd feel better. But it's like, is this the time that those things are important when you have a 
fresh newborn, like really you should be getting rest. Yes. You feel guilty about um, putting your needs before like, like, oh, I have to get out of the house. So therefore let's go when it's like Mm -hmm. your job is to stay in the house to keep your baby safe from the sicknesses or the cold weather if depending on when you have you know your baby mm-hmm. and so it is hard to think because i have to get out of the house i'm going to go expose you to germs so then you <laughs> yeah don't go and you stay in the house and you just struggle i guess i don't know it's tricky it's so tricky and I think it's a lot of like weighing the cost and benefit and figuring out what works but like there's no magic formula you know and like sometimes the right thing is to stay in bed and get your rest because it was a rough night and you need to sleep when the baby sleeps or whatever and like and then yeah you might kind of feel like you're not a person anymore after but it may have still been the thing versus like sometimes you're like you know what we're going to target and i know that they're going to scream the whole time and i know that there's germs out there but i will lose my mind if we don't go to target or get out of the house or go somewhere you know and so sometimes like i don't know you just have to it's just like a case by case basis um it's this is all making me think though um so when when ivy so my first um so that first month like I totally thought the world was over my life was over like you know I definitely had those feelings like oh my gosh like why did we think this was a good idea (laughs) you know like which sounds bad to say but it was like um I didn't realize what I was signing up for here and obviously looking back it's so it's so worth it now no question but in the moment you question (laughs) yeah because growing up you play dolls but it's like (laughs) once you get done playing house and once you get done playing mommy you can be done Uh you you grow up thinking oh i want to be a mom it's a good idea but (laughs) once it's like you can't just put that baby back in the toy box it's oh (laughs) anyway seriously oh my gosh it's so true though like yeah uh, yes to everything you're saying but I remember I think she was two weeks old and I was just like I was not a person anymore I couldn't stop crying I just you know the whole thing and um Austin he it was like in the evening and he's like you just better she's asleep I think that she'd like fallen asleep on his chest or something and whenever she could sleep on his chest she would usually like sleep for a you know a decent amount of time and he's like she just fell asleep you just fed her um we had some some milk that I had pumped earlier and this was back when she would take a bottle both of my kids they would take a bottle when they were like brand newborn but then they would not Mm -hmm. take a bottle anymore until they were like nine months old so that was hard anyway so this is when she still would take a bottle And he's like, just go somewhere. Just go. Go to TJ Maxx. Go to Target. Go wherever. Go get your nails done. I don't care. Go somewhere. He's like, I don't care how much money you spend, which I'm not like a huge spender. So 
he like you know he knew he was like safe to say that i wasn't gonna bankrupt us or anything but he's like go buy something go just go and like i hadn't even been like apart from her for for a second yet and i was like are you sure like i was so worried about it and he's like yes i'm a hundred percent sure she will be fine and like if she isn't fine i'll just call you and you can come back you know but just go and do whatever you want he's like you can go out with your friends i don't care just go (laughs) and that was literally the best thing that he could have said because i remember like driving you know out of our driveway and like playing my music and being by myself and i already felt like oh my gosh wait am i still in there somewhere am i still a person and i went to i think i went to marshall's or TJ Maxx, or one of those stores, and I just, like, browsed. I just looked at everything. I, like, bought a few little things, and I seriously was like, I think I'm still a person. I think, maybe. And it it was, like, the best thing ever. It just was exactly what I needed and reminded me that, like, there's still going to be enjoyable things in life. It's going to be okay. I'm still a person. Um, but yeah, like I didn't even know if those stores would still be open because the world was over, right? I obviously nobody still goes to Marshalls. I remember it's <laughs> funny that you say that because the first time that I went somewhere without Hunter was Old Navy, and my mom had come over to sit with him, and because I just I needed something to wear. Like, I just, I needed pant, new pants that actually fit. So yeah. I went full navy, but it gave me anxiety. I did, did not, it? Like, like, I'm glad that you enjoyed and was like, oh, this is the best thing. It gave me the worst anxiety. And it was like, I grabbed just the first pair of pants and went back and was like, I'm never doing that again. But because it's like I, I wanted the break, but at the same time, the break wasn't worth it. So I was like, yeah. I'm, I'll just sit home. I'll just, I'll just do the mom thing because leaving gave me anxiety. Totally. See, and when you're describing that, that was my experience with Fawn. Okay. I, like, we tried to, like, recreate the magic of having me go run errands or whatever, and I was, I would be a mess. Yeah. I was so worried about her. I just felt so disconnected from everything. I just felt like, yeah, I was, like, in a panic. I just felt so sad and was not okay. And so, yeah, I gave up and was like, I I can't do that. And so um, let me just say, like, obviously I'm not a doctor or a therapist, but you were saying you're like, I don't know if I had postpartum depression. Like, I never was diagnosed. Like, I'm pretty much certain that you had postpartum depression with Hunter. Like, everything that you talk about, it's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's postpartum depression. Like, 100%. You know, and again, I'm not like qualified, but um, 
yeah everything that you described is what that's like and especially where when you had your second comparing that um that experience make you know that just makes it so clear like oh this is different so tell us more about that yeah so they're like they're two years apart right yep and it was night and day different i had paisley and it wasn't a shock and i don't know if it was because i was used to staying home already i don't know if it i don't know or maybe it was because i wasn't mentally struggling but it was night and day difference and uh, it was just i i felt normal but had this a second kid like but i felt normal and i felt like i could still do things or I don't know. It was just different. You like, did you still feel like yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I was used to staying home then. And I was used to not having adult interaction anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's always a lot of factors and um, like kind of one of my goals with this podcast is, you know, because I, I knew that I wanted to speak on my experience with postpartum depression and everything like that and just, you know, bring more conversation about all of this. And but pretty quickly, I realized I, I decided like I don't want this to just be about you know people who are like diagnosed with postpartum depression um because I think sometimes there can be this mentality of like oh well did you have postpartum depression like yes or no yeah and it's like there it's more complex than that like even if you aren't diagnosed with it you know or even if you like went and talked to a doctor and and decided like okay we don't we don't think you need to be like on medication for this or whatever, but like, it's still hard yeah. and it's still like all these feelings that we're talking about of feeling like the world ended of feeling like you've lost yourself and wondering like, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision having a child? Like, I think most moms go through that at some point, you know, like maybe not every baby they have, but I, I just feel like those feelings when you actually talk to women, like almost all of them have felt that way. And I don't think it's a matter of like, if you were, you know, sick enough to be diagnosed and need medication and whatever, it's just like, this is a part of motherhood and this is hard and, um, and it's okay to talk about it, you know? So and there's resources out there for if you need them. And and I wish you would have had more resources when you had Hunter. But, like, I think, do you think you just weren't, like, aware? Or it was more just the thing of, like, oh, I can't, like, admit that I'm struggling because I need to prove that, like, I was ready to have a child type of thing. Like, what kind of 
held you back from maybe talking to your doctor or something like that? I think because I've always been like a bottler with my emotions. I don't like to show emotions. I I like to paint the pretty picture of life's perfect at all times. And, you know, if anybody asks, the answer is always, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. How about you? You know, I don't really... More so now, I will be open with, oh, life's hard and here's kind you know, but before I always painted the pretty picture of, oh, I'm Courtney, life's great, you know, like I can't sh- let anybody know that I'm struggling because that's not me. And I felt like I always had to be perfect or... Yeah, life was always good. I didn't, I hit it, you know. And, but I think a lot of it was proving that I could be a mom. Because I think, or I felt personally that some people had doubts about that. And I had Mm. to prove that I could. Prove that I made the right choice of getting pregnant so yeah i admitted to if i admitted to any of the hard that would mean that i failed in a way or didn't make the right choice or yeah yeah oh my goodness that just like my heart goes out to you because I think a lot of moms feel that way and I I do relate to like a lot of things that you're you're saying and it's just I mean I honestly wish I really wish that in the U.S. there was just a lot more built-in care for moms postpartum in our healthcare system and I wish that there that there was just more resources and I mean because there's there's other countries where it is like all moms see a physical therapist after giving birth because hello your body just went through yeah a heck of a lot and all moms have a postpartum doula which is someone who comes in who's specialty is taking care of mom's postpartum and baby's postpartum and they just come in and they cook warm meals for you they give you massages they take care of the baby so you can rest they'll clean your house they'll do yoga with you they like it's amazing and there's literally countries where that's provided for every mom postpartum um, for however long, you know, I don't know how long, but even just like one day would be amazing after yeah. that. Well, and so I just had a thought come to mind and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was like 2012. I don't think in 2012 meant like your mental health was talked about as much. Like, don't you think kind of being open about mental health and it's talked a lot more now. Oh, like, yeah. 
then it was like, you hit that. If you admitted that you were going to therapy, like I feel like that was more something you didn't admit, where nowadays it's a norm. You can yeah. talk about it. There's, I mean, in 2012, I didn't, I think Instagram had just come out, but I'm like, social, mm -hmm. like, it's talked about way more. So I think that's where I felt like I had to just be like, oh, life's great. I love, I love this. I love being a mom. I'm great because it was you. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just in my no. head. But no, I, just, I think you're a thousand percent well, right. Yeah. People were open about struggling where nowadays it's like people are more willing to talk about it and willing to be like, oh yeah, me too. Where 2012, it was like, no, everybody's fine. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> great. We're all hanging on by a thread, but we won't admit it. I don't know. Totally. No, it, that is so right. Like, and I, I knew that, like, I obviously knew this was 11 years ago, but I just hadn't been thinking about that. But it's like, well, duh. Yeah. Like I think about, yeah, like where I was at that time and how it was totally like if somebody admitted that they had anxiety or depression mm -hmm. or went to therapy, it was like, it was a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it was like, oh, they must like have major issues mm -hmm. it's like no you must mean they're a person You're um, yeah so true so true wow well you lived to tell the tale and and you've got two amazing kids and you're an amazing mom and an amazing person so um by the way i <laughs> this is like kind of pedaling backwards a little bit but so I remember I don't know if you remember this but I will never forget this so when I announced that I was pregnant with my first with Ivy to our family um so we were all on a trip in St. George and I don't I do not know if you remember this but you and I ended up talking out by the pool while everybody else was inside at one point. And we talked for like a couple hours and you were just so real with me. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You were so real with me and you were just like, look, here's the deal about having a baby. <laughs> and, and I remember like, I appreciated it so much. And now seeing how like everything that you said was absolutely spot on I appreciate it even more like knowing yep I needed to hear that but you just told me how you're like I thought that we were never going to get out of the new the newborn baby stage and like I thought I was never going to be able to go to a store again I thought I was never going to be able to leave my house but you're like but it Did does. I scare like, you a little bit but in a good way like <laughs> Like oh, it was I'm so sorry. It, don't be sorry. It, okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> Hopefully you're okay with me sharing this. Tell me if you're not. But this was the thing that like really shocked me. And but it it's like no, this is this is motherhood. Like it's raw, it's real, it's not pretty all the time. But you told me about how 
with Hunter, like he was really struggling with, you know, nursing and latching and all of that in the beginning. And so sometimes you would pump and like bottle feed him and do different things. Um, and you know, your, your poor nipples were just going through it. And so they're just bleeding. And you said how, when you pumped, the milk would be like pink <laughs> and, and how your doctor said, just go ahead and feed it to him anyway. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> and I just remember being like, what? <laughs> I am so, I am so sorry, but also you're welcome because I wish somebody would have done that for me. Yes. Because where I was the first one to like out of my siblings and in my family to have a baby, I didn't know. I didn't even know that nursing hurt. Like, didn't yeah. know. And, but, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of times we sugarcoat it. And because it's like, you know, you, it is amazing. It is awesome. And you love it. But we sugarcoat it of that it's only amazing and fun and rainbows and glitter. And so I wish somebody would have just been brutally honest to me of here's what to expect. I yeah. didn't even realize that. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> you can say anything. But a, I didn't know that like your vagina could rip having a baby. Like I didn't know anything. So then when you have a baby and you're shocked, that's a hard reality to swallow of, wait, what? You yeah. know, I get stitches down there. Nobody told me. <laughs> you poor thing. I'm just picturing young Courtney with a with a ripped open hoo-ha and bleeding nipples just like, what happened to my life? Right? Why would anybody sign up? Yeah, why would anybody sign up for this? So that's why I probably was like, Mary, which probably not a great time to tell you after you announced that you were pregnant. But I wish somebody would have been brutally honest with me so it didn't come as a shock. Because I was shocked. Yeah, no, seriously, though, because think about it. Here's how we prepare women to have a baby. We shower them with congratulations and, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. Like, what are you naming them? Are you, you know, having a boy or a girl? Oh my gosh. And then we give them a baby shower. We give them all these cute gifts and we play baby shower games. And then we're like, okay, here you go. Go have your baby. Like maybe take them a meal. And then it's like, good luck. And then yep. they're like, wait a second, my world is over. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I do. I do remember that conversation. <laughs> In some ways, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm sorry. But also, you're welcome. Because, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I sugarcoated much. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was perfect. I'm so glad that you did because I... And then, of course, like when I actually had her, you know, you would 
text me and call me and be like, how are you doing? Like, I think I remember you even being like, how's nursing? How are your nipples? Are you in pain? Are they bleeding? <laughs> exactly. And I appreciated it all so much because if I hadn't had that, like, I, I mean, my mom, she already had dementia and like, so she wasn't able to like, I couldn't even really go to her and like cry to her and stuff because like, I mean, I could, but she just, she didn't understand. And, you know, I, I just, I'm grateful that you were there for me with the like real rawness of it. And, and you would remind me, and here's the thing too, is you'd remind me that it gets better. Because sometimes we just talk about like, okay, here's the harsh reality. And then we forget to follow it up with like, it gets better. And there were times where I just so, you know, you so desperately want to hear that. Like, is this my life forever? And no, it's not. It's not your life forever. It's going to get better. You're going to be able to have hobbies and dreams and things again outside of just your baby and you know, all of that. And so eventually they're not in diapers anymore. And eventually they don't spit up all over you and you can keep a clean shirt eventually. Just not. You can wear just one shirt all day. <laughs> yes. You don't have to wear a nursing bra forever. Like I remember just feeling so blah and being like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, just the nursing bra and when you get to graduate from I don't wear a nursing bra anymore it's a pick-me-up literally <laughs> <laughs> literally it's so true that's a whole other thing we could we could like start a whole other conversation and I guess we are because I'm bringing it up but like your body is so foreign to you right after you have a baby like you know how you were before you were pregnant and then you went through the whole pregnancy you know and you you got used to having this bump growing and maternity clothes and all that and then the baby comes out and it's not like you're how you were before you got pregnant but it's also not like how you were when you were pregnant it's uh -huh. a whole other thing you touch your stomach and it's like who is that like that yeah that is not how my stomach feels but that's or looks like but that's now how your stomach feels and looks like and it's like oh that feels funny <laughs> and <squishy>. yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like you you kind of need like a whole new wardrobe because like you don't fit in your maternity yeah. clothes and you don't fit in your other clothes and like I just remember feeling so frumpy and like after both babies and like my underwear I couldn't fit in my pre-pregnancy underwear and so I was just still wearing my maternity underwear that was drowning me <laughs> yes and in a nursing bra and like I just <laughs> I felt about as unattractive as a person could possibly feel yeah and and then there's society like puts pressure on us like okay well time to like work on that time to bounce back and like it's up to you to 
get your body back and that is like the last thing we need to add to a new mom's plate yeah yep we need to welcome the the real hot mom bod after and just welcome and love that hot mom bod squishiness and all can still be yep still be beautiful yes and the thing is like it really isn't like that forever like you're you know, bright purple stretch marks fade, your tummy will, like, go back down, and, like, yeah, there will still be some extra love, and, like, later, we're talking, like, down the road, if you want to, you can start, like, going to the gym and stuff, but, like, just, just give yourself all the grace and love, and your body all the grace and love in the beginning, and for however long, you know, like, I honestly, if your baby's a year old and that's when you, you know, start maybe exercising again or whatever, or like, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't think we need to be like, okay, it's been six weeks. I'm cleared to exercise time to work this all off. Like, no, I don't think it needs to be this urgent frantic thing. So speaking of, I just had a, like, I just remembered a memory and I wish it would have I wish this feeling would have stuck with me longer and maybe, maybe you felt the same way, but it was right after I had Hunter, I remember feeling so like powerful, like I am so strong, like I can't believe my body just did this, like I loved my body so much and was never going to be mean to it again, like look at what it just gave me. Why does that fade? Like, did you feel that way after having a baby of, like, you just felt on top of the world of, if I, if my body could do this, like, what else could I do? Like, this is a, wow. But then it, it goes away and you go home and then you are back to hating your body. Why? Why can't we still feel that empowered oh my gosh, my body just did this amazing thing. Why did it fade away so quickly after I looked in the mirror? Yeah, that is so interesting. I don't know if I if I had like that super empowered feeling that you did, um, like in a way that where I like really noticed it, but I love, I love that for you. I love that you had that experience and like that is how we should. feel about our bodies and it makes me wonder yeah is it society is it um you know our own expectations is it like is it the hormones it's probably like a mix of a lot of things I don't know but I just know that for me I like I struggled a lot, actually. I think the time, like, of my whole motherhood, pregnancies, postpartum, all of that, like, I think one of the times I struggled the most with my body was being pregnant the first time because, which is so sad. Like, I literally want to hug my former self. Um, But for some reason, I'd gotten it into my head that my job was to not gain weight anywhere but my belly 
and that that was in my control and that if I just ate super healthy and worked out through my pregnancy, I could be this super fit pregnant girl who just is super tiny but then has this cute belly. Yeah. And that didn't go how I wanted because, first of all, I was so sick And, like, when you're sick and pregnant, you eat whatever your body will let you, whether that is... (laughs) Whether it's healthy or junk food. Yeah. Yeah. You get whatever in your belly that you can stomach. And for me, it was, like, not salads and smoothies like I had set out to eat. (laughs) Um, and, And then also, like... Even if you were not feeling sick and were able to, like, you know, eat more balanced meals and stuff, like, you're literally supposed to gain weight when you're pregnant. It's healthy for you and your baby, and it's by design of nature. Yeah. And luckily, by the time I got pregnant with Fawn, I had, like, worked through a lot of that stuff, and I realized that. And so during my pregnancy with Fawn, that's where I would, like, compare the feeling that you talked about of feeling empowered in your body like I would like look at my pregnant body and just be like what a freaking goddess look at what my body is doing I feel amazing and I and I truly felt beautiful um and so yeah like I wish that we could just feel that way all the time because even even after the fact, like, we still should feel that way. Yep. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You're amazing, and I love you. And this is how I end every episode. If there was a mama listening who she is feeling just how you felt when Hunter was a newborn and feeling like the world had ended and feeling so sad and really struggling um and just you know in the thick of it uh if there was one thing you wanted her to know what would that be um i would say don't bottle those feelings or those emotions don't pretend like it's fine and that it does it does get better eventually they turn one they turn two eventually they're 11 and like they're going to school and they're playing at the park but you know it gets it gets easier it gets yeah they don't stay babies forever and I know everybody always told me like oh enjoy the baby stage and when you're in the baby stage it's hard to be like why does everybody say this like this is hard but then when you're out of the baby stage it's like Oh, enjoy the baby stage. Like, if I could go back to that. So, yeah. As hard as it is, enjoy the baby stage. Because it really is good. Yeah. And you you will miss it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it goes by really fast. Yeah. But, but I really, I love what you said about not bottling up those emotions. Um. And I just love everything that you said. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.